0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Collab Podcast. We deliver campus news, share information about campus services, as well as provide entertainment for Han CC students in the UH community. We talk about various topics we find interesting, interview other Han CC students and faculty, and UH students. Just a couple of reminders. When you come into campus, make sure you fill out the uh, LumiSite app or website wear a mask, and make appointments on star ballots. In today's episode, we'll be talking with the various student services that HEC offers. Our first guest is Mr. Drake Zinkgraf, one of the counselors
1: at HEC. Hello,
2: thanks for having me on. It's exciting to be here.
1: Awesome, well, uh, thank you again uh, for joining us. Uh, so I guess we can go right into it. The most asked question, I guess is, is
2: advising month? That is a very good question and so advising month is kind of uh, what we did to kind of create awareness around coming registration for next semester. Um, So basically usually we have advising month in March as well as October uh, just because registration would be be in April or in November Um, and so basically the idea is you want to get your classes ahead of time, uh, have everything planned out any questions you have have them answered before registration starts so that way when it does come time you're ready to just kind of click submit and get your classes as soon as possible because I know when I was in college and I know like a lot of things is you want to make sure you either get the right courses that you need take them at the right time that you want to take them or in some cases if a course is offered you know whether it be online or hybrid maybe you have a preference you want to get that one ahead of time or make sure your classes fit time-wise if you got to work um, or just in general. So basically the idea for Advising Month is, is just to get that promotion uh, out there to give people a heads up to, hey, registration's coming up because uh, it's, it's hard. You know, we lose track. I don't know, me too. Uh, it's hard to keep up with everything going on. So just kind of remembering what um, is coming up, helping to promote it. Um, so everyone's ready to go.
1: Awesome. And then how do uh, students get in touch with counselors?
2: Yeah, that's a really good question and so a couple different ways um you know obviously right now things are are crazy all over the world um from covid, to COVID but there's always the way of doing it um, online you can always email or talk or even just a question you know there's no bad questions in my opinion because the only way you're going to get an answer is is to ask it. but yeah you send them an email but also uh you can track their pre uh by going to star balance and so STAR GPS is the way that you register for courses, do your, your academic plan. Um, STAR balance is how you kind of schedule. Um, STAR.hawaii.edu um, is how you get to the registration. Um, STAR.hawaii.edu slash appointment is how you would get to schedule um, those pre-scheduled appointment times. And so um, obviously, like I said, that's just the pre-scheduled availability, um, you know, we're pretty flexible. So if you send out an email or give us a call, say, hey, um, you know, I want to see a different time that's not available It works for me. That's not a problem. We can totally work with everyone to help get that set up. Um, but then also uh, our office is uh, semi-open. Um, so like everything, um, you know, we have to have some kind of restrictions or changes to what we did. So um, you can walk into our office "Let's help set up enough time to meet. Um, If you had to meet in person, we can set up a a reservation system where we could get you a seat and all that kind of stuff. Um, And our our building is in Building uh, 5 on the first floor. Um, What's nice is that it has a big uh, door that says Academic Counseling Office uh, there, too.
0: Nice. And are there any important deadlines or dates for students to be mindful of?
2: Yes, there are. And so a couple of things coming up. Um, So November 2nd. Uh, is right around the corner. It's the last day to withdraw with a W grade. Um, and so kind of what that means is that there's the A through F letter grades that um, are kind of most traditionally known. Uh, but then if you withdraw from a course after a certain point, there's what's called a W on And so that doesn't impact your GPA. Um, but it does count against credit completion. It is, um, is very important for or VA benefits. Usually, um, if you're having a hard time in a class in general, we would recommend that you reach out um, to one of your academic counselors so they can help you with kind of your options and and kind of success tips, Um, but also just to help understand what the the potential ramifications are for that, because in some cases, a W is a really good option, and in some cases, it's not. Um, But November 2nd would be the deadline for that, so that's coming up. Um, Another deadline coming up is, or not deadline, but an opportunity is November 9th is when registration starts for spring. Um, So just earlier this week, uh, registration or the list of classes that are going to be available for the spring um, are now viewable in your STAR uh, GPS registration account. So you can go in there now, uh, take a look at what times courses are being offered, uh, make sure the course that you want is being offered kind of help preset things. So that way on the week of November 9th, you're ready to go and register. Um, November 9th is the first day. So students who have um, a high number of credits go that day, and then it kind of goes, you know, next level of credits is the day after and so on. Um, to find your exact date of when your registration is on that week, um, you can go into your STAR account and you can view there. It'll say uh, right above register ad drop, uh, what your exact date is. And then uh, if you're gonna be graduating this semester, uh, November 15th is the deadline to turn in a graduation application. Uh, you can find those online as well as um, if you did go into the admissions or records office, they have it there too. Um, you can email those. You don't have to come to campus if you don't want to. And then also uh, some other things that are coming up just in general, the busy period. And so if you are reaching out to your academic counselors now, um, I can tell you most of the time I can fit students in you know, next day, sometimes even same day. Um, once we start getting closer to registration, that's when everything will get a little bit busy because that's when everyone's going to be reaching out. And so um, if you got some time, you know, in the next couple of weeks, uh, now is a great time to uh, plan ahead for registration and any kind of those little loose ends you want to take care of.
0: And uh, as we head into uh, spring semester, when we register for classes, will there be any changes to some availability? Like, will some classes no longer be offered because of COVID?
2: That's a good question, um, and the answer is probably going to be uh, probably not. But in the final answer is it depends. Um, and so, uh, one thing that you may have, I'm sure you folks all experienced over this past semester, um, when the list of classes for uh, this current semester that we're in now for fall came out uh, back in March, you know, we didn't really have all the idea of what was going to happen with the pandemic and then how courses were offered. Um, changed over the summer Um, some courses went fully online Uh, some went as like a hybrid model and you know people had to be a little creative with how they were going to offer their courses the plan is is not necessarily to uh, cancel any classes at all possible if anything it's just um, trying to get creative with how to make sure we can still offer those courses whether they're like I said, online in person hybrid and how things evolve you know I talked to a couple of students this week about already. My my best kind of advice is like if how things are going in general with you know Oahu and our our tier system. You know like if we're moving up the tiers, you know, there's a better chance that classes going forward are going to go back to kind of more like what we're used to. Until then, it's probably going to be a little bit of you know some online, some hybrid, um, and then if there are some courses that just have to be in person, you know, doing it in kind of a creative way or in a safe way, basically. So like we had to adjust some of the class size, um, class sizes, you know, offer classes at different times um, and just kind of be as flexible as possible to create some some space for them to be able to still learn everything they need to do, um, but do it in a safe way.
0: If we have problems with our Zoom classes, can we go to your counselors for help?
2: We can, we can definitely help with, uh, trying to identify what options you have, what resources you have um, and, and kind of going from there. Uh, it is something that depending on what it is, we might help connect you with a different office, but you know, we like to think that you can come to us with whatever's going on. If we can't answer it for you or we can't directly help you, we'll definitely connect you with whatever is the best uh, next step to take.
1: So, uh, what is the easiest way to uh,
2: find a counselor to set up a meeting with? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, If you know already who your academic counselor is, um, yeah, you can go to star balance. So yeah, the star.hawaii.edu slash appointment and you can view the availability there. Um, If you're not sure who your counselor is, um, if you go to our website, to the Honolulu Community College website, honolulu.hawaii.edu slash counseling, um, on there you'll see a list of uh, counselors by major, Um, you know, email, call, and we'll get you set up with something right away. And if, and if there's someone who's who's listening who doesn't have access to a website right now and just is like, hey, I want a, I need a phone number or someone to call, um, our general phone number line is uh, 845-9162. And our general academic counseling email is uh, counts that's H-O-N-C-O-U-N-S at hawaii.edu.
1: Awesome. So I know you guys do Zoom and telephone calls and meetings. Uh, is the in-person... Counseling still an
2: option? Yeah, so we're we're strongly encouraging the the Zoomer phone um, just to help keep everyone safe. Um, but if for whatever reason um, that's not going to work out for you, um, let us know, and basically um, we'll work with our uh, facilities people to get a space reserved and 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 meet with you. So um, that's totally something we can we can work out if that's what you need. Um, yeah, that's totally an option. And, uh, in our in our uh, counseling office um we have uh, when you first walk in there you know anyone who's watched game of thrones you can think of it as like it's the the big wall up north um because it's a huge plexiglass wall and and we can talk to you through there too and help get you set up um get started if it's, if it's something quick
1: and is the uh, in-person counseling available monday through friday or on
2: specific days only oh very good question i should have said it the first time yes uh monday through friday um Right now, you know, it's so crazy with, you know, however things are going to be with the state, it can change and everything. So um, safely, uh, Monday through Thursday, um, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Fridays, 8 a.m. to noon. Um, But for the most part, uh, we should be in Monday through Friday, um, 8 to 4. And so if you're wondering, well, how am I going to know? Um, If you go to our counseling website, uh, the slash counseling, um, our most up-to-date hours will be there, but you can also give us a call email. But yeah, um, pretty safe if you're coming Monday through Friday in the morning, we'll be there. Monday to Thursday, um, yeah, pretty much the standard business hours.
1: Okay, so what are some of the, uh, the best advice that you could give to a lot of the uh, the new students that are that have just came into the college and some pre older students who might not be aware of what is the current situation on campuses?
2: Yeah, I mean that, that's a good question. I mean, so right now, you know, on campus things are are always changing. You know, do know that I would say that there are a lot of options available still. The library has availability to come in person, um, our testing center the various offices usually will offer some form. Um, it's just a matter of it'll probably look a little bit different than what people are used to, but definitely don't let those things impact you. Like If you needed to come on campus to get access to a computer, it's there. If you needed to borrow a computer, our, our campus has availability to have people um, borrow uh, laptops. Um, if you need help with tutoring, um, we have tutoring available. Primarily it's, it's online, but if you needed to have something in person, you can try and work to see if you know, what, what's available. And, and just the biggest thing is just you know, try and as soon as you think you have a question, ask it because even for us, um, you know, we want to get you the right answer. And most of the time we'll be able to turn it around right away for you. Uh, but sometimes they'll take a little bit of looking into. And so the earlier you reach out, the more options we have. I always tell a story about how I, when I first started working in, in higher ed, um, I had two students, uh, same semester, same course, both had life, you know, things come up. And I think now more than ever, you know, many of us are going through those kind of hardships and, and things where you know, difficult life circumstances come up. Um, one reached out basically said hey i gotta uh, fly home to big island Um, i'm going to be gone for a couple months like what do i do we were able to connect with our instructor and, and work on a way for them to be able to complete the work and, and pass the course. And uh, another student kind of disappeared um, and came back like a year later and said, hey, you know, that semester life happened. I had to leave. I didn't tell anyone. Um, and it was too late for us to kind of go back and create like, a, you know, I bring it up just to say like, you know, things are, are challenging right now and difficult. Um, and there's a lot of it depends on a lot of uh, things that are going to be unique to certain individual circumstances. Um, and that's we totally understand. And we totally want to help but we just need to know and how we know how and what's going on so just let us know uh, any questions you have big or small like i've had you know some students even just you know it's with things that are just help with little things and things help with big things um it's all It's all good, um, but the only way we can help is if we know how we can help. And so just first time you think you have a question, let us know. And sometimes it's hard to even figure out what questions we have. And so if you're ever thinking about something you're like, huh, I wonder, you know, what about when is registration? Or, oh, I wonder if I could take a different class, Um, you know, just reach out right away and we'll, we'll help you out.
0: Awesome. Well, we don't want to take away any more of your time. We know you're very busy. We appreciate you coming on the podcast for us
2: yeah and and really i appreciate you folks for you know inviting me on and helping to get the word out for advising month um and yeah i mean it's just the spirit of advising month is to help get awareness about upcoming registration and hopefully this will help connect with a couple people and we look forward to talking to you all whether it's zoom phone in person anything like that um, in the future
0: if students want to learn more information uh, where can they find it?
2: Yeah. Um, best place to go would be our website. So the honolulu.hawaii.edu slash counseling. And then yeah, again, if you have questions, um, you can find our contact information there. But if not, um, our general email is honcounts, H-O-N-C-O-U-N-S at hawaii.edu, as well as our phone number is 845-9162. And if you have, in addition to questions, you have you know, things that even you're just seeing as difficulties and you want to reach out to you know see what can be done in the future, feel free to send us emails there too. And We can see if that's possible or not.
0: Great. Thank you for coming on. We really appreciate it.
2: All right. Thank you, folks, again. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank you. Take
1: care. Okay, guys. Our next guest is Heather from Financial Aid. Thank you so much for joining us today.
3: No problem. Thank you for inviting me.
1: Awesome. So we know that this month, FAFSA just opened up. How, how should students apply for FAFSA?
3: So the best way to apply for financial aid is to complete the FAFSA. And that can be done on uh, the website studentaid.gov. That's the easiest and best way to apply if you have a laptop or a computer or a tablet. The other way that you can apply is on your smartphone. There is a app. Called Federal Student Aid um, or My Student Aid. It's a free app and you can download that and do your FAFSA that way. We also have other options that include doing a paper version, which we highly discourage. But if you don't have access to the internet or a device, then there is that option.
1: Should everybody apply for FAFSA even if they? don't think that they'll get it or
3: or yes yeah definitely we it is a free application and it takes about an hour if you have all your information with you some students it takes less but everyone should do it because it's free and you never know what kind of financial aid you can get even if you think you may make too much money or you have a lot of assets or, you know, uh, money in the bank, you, um, you never know. And we also use the FAFSA to help determine if a student is eligible for a student loan or a parent is eligible for a parent loan. So you, you will wanna do it. Also a lot of scholarship agencies, um, Hawaii Community Foundation, Kamehameha, they all wanna know If you've done a FAFSA, and if you haven't, um, they may not consider your scholarship application.
0: Are there any important uh, dates and deadlines to apply?
3: Uh, For the FAFSA, there is no real deadlines. Um, The important date was October 1st. So as of that date, you can complete a 21-22 FAFSA. And so that's actually for next school year, which starts in August of 2021. So I know that's kind of far off for a lot of people, especially in these times where we can barely plan a month in advance because financial aid is normally first come first serve, and you know you want to kind of position yourself to get the most financial aid possible. Um, the application is available. Um, not. And it's okay if you change your mind, say you decide not to come to school or you decide to go to another college or, you know, um, another university. Those are minor things that can always be changed. Um, But the application itself you need to have completed um, in order to be considered for any kind of financial aid.
0: And what important uh, documents do students need to
3: apply? So the most important thing is your income information. So for a lot of us that would, or a lot of families, that would be our tax returns. So for the 21-22 school year, you would need to have completed your 2019 taxes, which actually most people did earlier this year, either January through April. So hopefully you have done that and um, you can complete the FAFSA for the 21-22 school year. Other things that you might wanna wanna have on hand are things like your social security number. If you're a permanent resident, you would wanna have your permanent resident card on hand. For some students, we will question your high school um, graduation. So you will wanna have your high school diploma or a high school transcript on hand. Um, those are the, are the most general things that we ask for, uh, and obviously, um, picture ID. When you come into our office, we ask for that to verify the information on your FAFSA.
0: And they can submit these documents through UH Drop file?
3: Yes. So because of, um, you know, COVID and the school, you know, everyone pretty much online um, we highly recommend that you submit all your financial aid documents, whatever you need to turn into us, via the UH file drop system. That is the most secure way to do it. Um, and we have instructions on how to use the file drop, the UH file drop system on the school's website. Um, the other way we take documents are um, via fax. I know some students have a hard time with the file drop, so they will just Um, attach it in an email, or send us a picture via email. Um, And then we are actually open. Our front counter is open Monday through Thursday, 8 to 4. Um, And Fridays, I believe uh, um, we're open most of the day, 8 to 12, 8 to 1, but we are open. Uh, We would recommend you call if you are planning to come in, um, just so that we can make sure that we are prepared for you And, um, we would remind you to things to wear a mask when you come, all those different ways to take in documents. Um, we also have snail mail is still available. So if you want, if it's something that you want to just put in the U.S. Post office, you know, mailbox, you can do that too.
0: Can students Zoom financial aid?
3: Yeah, we can, we actually, um, do have Zoom appointments. You can do a structured appointment through Star Balance. And that's normally for students who really need to sit down with a financial aid officer to troubleshoot their application or complete their FAFSA application or go through their status, you know, their financial aid status. So we do, you can make an appointment. Most of our financial aid officers are available a few hours each week to do that. And then every day, Monday through Thursday, from one to three, our Express um, Advising is open for financial aid. So if you just have a quick question or wanna talk with, you know, see somebody in the financial aid office, but don't want, you know, can't come in or don't want to, um, you can Zoom through with us uh, via our Express Advising Monday through Thursday, one to three. Um, and those are, are, are shorter appointments for just check-ins and status um, follow-ups, things like that. And then you, we also have phone appointments where you can just call our offices Monday through Friday, 8 to 4.30. And if we can't answer it, leave a message and we, we get back to you as soon as we can, normally within the day. So
1: since the school you just started, you know, everyone... I'm pretty sure everyone has already paid for their tuition, but uh, for next school year, where can uh, students find the best places for like scholarships or grants and stuff?
3: So right now, um, so actually you can still apply for financial aid for this current semester. So even if you did pay for your tuition and you bought all your books and you're, you're going to class, you can still apply for financial aid right now. Um, we're we're still processing applications for this semester. is um, still available because there is really um, the deadline really is the end of the, the school year, which is in May. So uh, as long as you turn in your application and all your paperwork by then, we um, we're going to try and award you as much as we can. As far as scholarships for the 21-22 school year, the uh. Common Scholarship application is also available via our uh, financial aid website on the school's web, uh, website. Um, and that's for next year. For the spring semester, it's a little more tricky because you we don't have any active scholarship applications right now. It, we You would wanna just inquire in our office to see if there's any extra, you know, sometimes we'll do secondary applications for a spring semester. It depends on how much scholarship money we have left, you know, because sometimes students don't continue on. So we are able to take their scholarship money and offer it to another student.
1: So, is for the UH, uh Scholarship Common app, is it already open? And when is the deadline for application?
3: Yes, the UH Commons scholarship application is available now. I believe the deadline is March 1st of 2021. The information is on our school website on the financial aid page. Um, The link is there. And all you need is your UH username and password to log in and complete that application. Um, It does involve um, a few essays, um, just short ones. And uh, we would highly recommend that you get three references as for the section um, that says references. It's not required to submit the application, but some scholarships do look at the references and that can be a determining factor whether or not you get a scholarship.
0: Are there scholarships from HCC that students can apply for if applicable?
3: Yes, so the UH common scholarship application, it actually allows us to consider a student for all of the different scholarships that we have here at HCC, as well as the university. So some scholarships are super general. And as long as you're going to a community college, you may be eligible for it. Some are more specific, like you have to be in a certain major or a certain grade level. We do is we take everyone and then we match them to the different scholarships that they may qualify for, and then the committees make their selection. I want to say there's also a lot of scholarships in the community. Um, With a little legwork, students can get quite a bit of money. Um, The biggest scholarship organization outside of the university is Hawaii Community Foundation, and they have a very similar scholarship process where you do one application, and they will look at which scholarships you are eligible for. That's a pretty good, um, and and it's a large uh, scholarship agency. For our Hawaiian students, Kamehameha Schools is the largest scholarship agency. Um, There are several steps that they need to take in order to be eligible for a scholarship from Kamehameha, but um, it's worth it and it actually opens up the doors for a lot of different types of money for those students. Uh, There's also a lot of community groups, civic organizations, community centers that give scholarships and a lot of employers. So if you have parents who are working or are in a union or you yourself are working or in a union, um, they may offer scholarships. We are finding more and more banks or credit unions are offering scholarships to their members. So there's a lot of money out there, a lot of free money. Um, Students just have to do a little legwork. It helps to know, know if you are active in your community or your family is active in the community, that's the best way to find out about scholarship opportunities. We also try to list any scholarship opportunities we are notified of on our um, webpage. So uh, it's a little difficult to keep up, to keep those up to date, but you can always call if you um, see something on there and you're not sure if it's still available or not.
0: Are there like uh, search sites that students can use to search all these scholarships?
3: I can't think of one offhand, but. What we do tell students is to just be cautious of any website they go to. You do want to make sure it's a reputable website, that the company is well known. Um, If it's a company or agency offering to help you find scholarships, you can always check the Better Business Bureau or the Consumer Protection Agency to see if there's any complaints against them. Um, We also caution students that if they're asking you to pay or give them personal information like your social security number, your birth date, those are red flags that mean they may not be a legitimate scholarship search engine or agency that's willing to help you because you shouldn't have to pay um, anyone, whether it's to do the FAFSA or to complete a scholarship application. There's more than enough free applications out there. You can always call or email our office if you come across a site that you're wondering about. We, we try to vet those um, if you you know if we know about them. But the ones I mentioned, Toy Community Foundation, Kamehameha schools, there's some of the big nonprofit agencies like the American Red Cross, um, your local banks, uh, credit mm-hmm. unions, their unions, uh, or employers, church groups, you know, um, those tend to be, especially if they're local, you know, you know, they're there, you you know, you can uh, trust that they're doing the right thing for scholarship, you know, to give students scholarships.
1: If uh, students don't apply for financial aid, uh, this year, will that affect their eligibility uh, in future years uh, when they apply?
3: Um, That's a good question. There's two things that we look at to determine if a student is eligible for financial aid. The first thing is your need, and that's done through the FAFSA because all your income uh, um, financial information is on that. And um, that's how we determine your your financial need. The other thing is your academic status with the school. And so we do look at all the credits you've taken, all the grades you've received, as long as they're within they're at Honolulu or been transferred into your Honolulu record. So um, whether or not you received aid for those credits or while you were you know enrolled previously, we do count that, take that into consideration when we're looking at your academic status. So sometimes students may not be eligible, at the beginning, when we, they first apply for financial aid, but we do have appeal processes. A student can always request a second review of their academic status to help them become eligible for financial aid. Your academic history can impact your ability to get financial aid, even if you've never received financial aid in the past.
0: And how do students know if they're approved for financial aid?
3: So we do everything via email. So um, we actually will email you when we get your FAFSA. We will email you if we have any questions while processing your application. And then at the end, once we determine how much financial aid you're eligible for or what your eligibility is status is, we will email you again. Everything is also posted on your MyUH. So on your MyUH under financial aid, you can see your status. And so you'll see that when we received your application, if we requested any documents from you, tax returns and IDs and high school diplomas and things like that, if we need a copy of those things, we would post it on your UH. MyUH. Once you've been awarded financial aid, we will post your award on your MyUH and show you, you know, what we based it, you know, the calculation, what we based your financial aid award on. And then once your money is actually dispersed and we, we pay for your tuition or we put it in your student account, you'll see that on your student account on your MyUH. So you'll see uh, a payment of a Pell Grant or a, a scholarship on your student account. And you should be able to see that, you know, we've paid your tuition or a portion of it. Or in some cases, the money will go to you. So if you've already paid your tuition and then you get awarded financial aid, the money actually comes back to you uh, as a refund to help you, uh, you know, to pay back for what you paid out of pocket. So all of that can be seen on your MyUH. That's how we notify most students. Very few students will get paper letters in the mail about their status or a financial aid notification.
1: And if uh, students are awarded uh, UH System Scholarships, will that affect their financial aid as well?
3: It can. Um, part of the financial aid awarding process is we determine what's called your cost of attendance or budget on how much we think it'll cost you to come to school. And then based on your FAFSA and any financial aid award, we try to meet your cost of attendance, your, your budget. In most cases, we're not able to cover all of the items budgeted in the cost of attendance, but in some, some instances, students will receive scholarships from agencies like large scholarships, and that can impact the amount of aid um, they're receiving because the amount that of uh, financial assistance they're receiving is more than their cost of attendance. And that's a rule that we can't do that, uh, at least with federal, financial aid, federal like the Pell Grant. So we would adjust your financial aid award. But that rarely happens because what we budget for a student, um, it does include um, food, transportation, personal items, and housing. Um, so it's not just your tuition and fees and books. So most students don't run into that problem of get, having too much financial aid we do take into consideration all the scholarships you're receiving from outside agencies, as well as how much financial aid you're receiving from our office.
0: And I know HCC has a payment plan. Would that affect uh, their financial aid?
3: No. In fact, um, a lot of students... You know, they forget to apply on time or maybe they were having a difficulty applying for financial aid before school started. So they sign up for the payment plan option because that's a great way if you need to pay for your tuition out of pocket. Um, And then afterwards they get um, they go through the financial aid process and they get awarded. We don't take into consideration any payments you've made towards your tuition or how much you've, you know, if you have paid in in full or not. We strictly go based on what your financial aid eligibility is. It's pretty common for a student to be in a payment plan and then get awarded financial aid. And then their financial aid helps pay off their payment plan so that there is no more payments made and that, um, you know, their tuition is taken care of. If for any reason you need to sign up, uh, you need to pay for your tuition out of pocket, you know, on your own, the payment plan is a great option for students to pay down their tuition.
1: So even if, say, I was awarded uh, financial aid, I can still pay for everything up front and then I'll get refunded for, the, for it through the financial aid?
3: You, you could. We wouldn't recommend that. Because um, once you're awarded financial aid, this our system sees that you're getting that money so they wouldn't require you to make any payments or they wouldn't expect you to make any payments. However, if you felt that you needed to you wanted to pay for your tuition, even though you have financial aid scheduled, you can and, and you would get reimbursed for what you paid out of
1: pocket. Uh, what are some of the uh, more common mistakes that? most students uh, make when applying for like financial aid or scholarships?
3: I think the most common one is the issue about being independent or dependent. The application for federal student aid, that those are the two categories. A student is either considered dependent or independent, and it's based on a bunch of questions. And sometimes the students will answer those questions incorrectly. So things like, are you a graduate student? Are you uh, in legal guardianship? Do you have dependents? Those are the, the questions that are asked to help determine whether a student is a dependent or independent student. So if you answer those questions incorrectly, it can take you down the wrong path of the application, and then we would have to go back and correct that. So we just ask, we tell students to read carefully. The application over the years has gotten better and better about helpful hints, there's a chat feature, there's all kind of support to make sure that, you know, if you don't understand the question, you can get help in clarifying what uh, your answer to the question is the other thing that we see a lot of is students will apply say now for um, financial aid they'll do their FAFSA in October and then completely forget that they've ever done anything and then a week before school starts they'll contact us and say hey what happened to my financial aid we highly encourage that once you do your application that you check your emails that you contact us, that you don't forget that you are, you've applied for financial aid because sometimes we'll ask for you to take an action on your application or for you to submit a document so that we can complete your application. And if you don't do that in a timely manner, your application will just sit there. You, you, we won't be able to offer you any financial aid. So you really wanna um, stay on top of the application so that you don't forget. And then also, you know where we're at in processing your application. That's kind of the two common things that, areas that we see students uh, and families, to be, uh, to be honest, um, struggle with. The last thing I, can, I wanted to mention, hopefully every, every student knows about FERPA and that's the right to privacy, students' right to privacy. So as a student at HCC, uh, there is expectations that we will not share your information with just anyone, um, that we either get approval from you in, in writing, or that we don't disclose any information. And for financial aid, that's even more so the case. Even though you may provide your parents information on the application itself, does not give um, your parent the right to any of the information that um, about your financial aid status. So we just remind students that, you know, it's your FAFSA, your application, your financial aid, that you are the one that, we are the only one that we are able to talk to and disclose information to. Now, if you need assistance, maybe your parent wants to know that you would have to be with your parent um, and agree to that um, so that, they can get the information, but we do not give out any information to anyone besides the students.
0: And do you have any advice for uh, the first year students on financial aid or even the second year students?
3: The one piece of advice I would give students is to don't be afraid to ask. You know, contact us anytime you have any question, any concern. Um If you feel like you need more money or you don't agree with the results that came from your application or the amount of financial aid we offered you, um, or, or anything, any part of the process, I would tell students just to contact us, ask us, tell us. We have so many students we deal with. There's so many um, steps and regulations and things that we, have to manage in our office that we can't think of every scenario and every, you know, student's specific concerns. So we really ask the students to to let us know, like, hey, you know, can you tell me why I didn't get this? Or, hey, we're, we're you know, I haven't heard from you folks in a, you know, a few weeks. Or, you know, can I drop my class? Will I have to pay back my financial aid? All those things, we we just... Recommend that you come and ask us, because then we can tell you what what it is.
1: Awesome! Thank you so much for uh, joining us today, Heather.
3: Oh no problem. Thank you. I hope you um you and your, the listeners got something out of today's for financial aid. And, and again, like I said, I it never hurts to ask. I were available via phone, email, everything. So in person. So I and we're we're always happy to hear from students and see students. So Anytime, thank you, Alan and Chris.
1: Thank no. Thank you for uh, joining us. Um, before we let you go, uh, could you quickly remind everyone uh, how the best way to contact the financial aid office if students need help?
3: Best two ways to contact us is via our email, which is on our um, webpage on the school website. It's h-o-n-c-c-f-a-o at hawaii.edu. The link is on our website. And our phone number is 845-9116. And, uh, and if, if we don't answer, leave a message because we'll get back to you.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much again. Yeah, thank you. Thank
3: you. Thank you. Have a good day.
1: You too. Thank you. Okay. Uh, thank you guys for listening to the Call Out Podcast. Again, you guys can listen on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Anchor. Uh, just search for Kala Podcast. New episodes every Monday. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at HCC Kala News for campus news, events, and information. Thank you guys again. See you next time.